One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/people today. Sandspans Radio. Two of our teams met this weekend and the real winner was how good footy is. But the real winner was Geelong. Welcome to How Goods Footy, a weekly AFL podcast where we ask the most important sporting question of all. I'm Carney. I'm Tom. And I'm Dusha. Boys, this week, I was away. <laughs> I turned the phone off. I didn't watch a game. <laughs> Barely checked scores. So this Far is, out. Do you have a legitimate question for us this week? I You're need you guys sure. to tell me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What's up? How Goods Footy. How good is footy? Oh, uh, Tom, it's pretty fucking good. It is pretty <laughs> fucking good. <laughs> Another week of me sitting, like, just so stressed about football. Well, not stressed, excited. Excited is good. Yeah. Nervous nervous energy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because every game for the last, like, four weeks has been an elimination final for Essendon. Four. And they've fucking cleared every hurdle so far. Including this week, where they trounced Sydney by 43 points. Fucking smashed them. Oh. Could have been 70. This yeah. was your inaccuracy. Is this again? Oh, that happened last week too. Is this your most impressive win of the year? Uh, Sydney are fading real bad. So. Actually, the, the win against Geelong was probably better. Mm. Well, I mean, like Essendon have beaten a few. This is why we're scary in finals as well. We we've beaten Greater Western Sydney. We've beaten Port Adelaide. We beat Adelaide, but they're garbage. We've beaten Sydney. Geelong. We've beaten Sydney. We've beaten a lot of teams that could cheat. We've beaten North. Who have you lost to, mate? Richmond, Collingwood, Carlton, Carlton. Hey, but you're not the only team to have done it now. Hey, hey. did we lose to Frio? Yeah, yeah. early on, yeah. over there. Yeah, so you know, we're, and that was when they were like, oh, Frio had a decent also, start to the year. We've been West Coast as well. There's only over three- there. Yeah. Essendon will be oh, a yeah. fucking terrifying team oh, to meet in the there finals. Are, there are two teams, I think, in the finals that people don't want to meet. That's the Giants as they're starting to rebuild their <laughs> side. And the Bombers. Tom, if the Bombers make it. Are you saying the Giants are going to make finals? Um, no, they're not. So I said <laughs> if, if they make finals. Uh, footy, look. They're currently fifth. I understand <laughs> that because our team's played, Sean, that yeah. you know, I'm not going to get on a big boast. So I thought what I'll do is I'll turn my Geelong arrogance down to just like a general level of smoke. That's all right, mate. Like, the real winner is friendship. It is. It is. It is. But it also Geelong. But also Geelong. <laughs> but also by, uh, Tom Hawkins, who kicks seven goals oh, again, second week in a row. Again, first player to kick consecutive bags of seven since 2012. Give him the Coleman. We're going we're gonna to trade him, Sean. No, I re- I brought. I think last week did, I said no, or even the week before that. Oh, you said you were considering it the week before. I've come around now. Um, Keep him. Although you know, Tom Hawkins has a history of kicking seven goals against low teams like Brisbane. So you know, Melbourne. 
Yeah, but they're a fucking basket. To be fair, he's kicked seven club. in his career, twice against Brisbane. Yeah. Uh, he's kicked seven in his career three times, twice against no, Brisbane. No, good on him because he's in incredible form. He should be the All-Australian full forward. He has. Speaking of All-Australian players, and this is a nice segue into something I wanted to interrupt with. Yeah. So, <laughs> sure. Buddy Franklin, he was a sniff for uh, the Oh, yeah, man. absolutely. Uh, all of a sudden, he's not in the top three because Michael Hurley mm. put him to bed. Couldn't mind a pram, Michael Hurley. <laughs> <laughs> did he give him the old blanket? He did. Uh, he just like, but he was playing on Buddy in a way that I haven't seen anyone play on Buddy because Hurley didn't look like he was bothered by the fact it was Buddy Franklin. He was just like, that's the ball. I need to get that out of here. Or There were so many times where the, the loose ball hit the deck in that game where a lesser defender would get nervous because Buddy, Buddy's dangerous. He's not that dangerous overhead. No, it's very dangerous level. if the ball hits the ground because yeah. you just have to pick it up, get around. Like you look at that goal of the year he kicked. Yeah. The ball's on the ground. He don't argue the guy and just bombs from sixty. Yeah, but Hurley just got there. Was I reckon about four occasions where I was watching it where I saw Hurley beat a start of the same point, and he beat Frank yeah. the ball every time. So Buddy kicked two goals. One was just like a goal that only Buddy would have kicked. It was from fucking like fifty five on the boundary, and that's just like you just have to yeah. cop that one. Mm-hmm. And then another one was from like a relatively soft free kick. Oh, no, no, no. A relatively soft free kick that wasn't paid where he just pushed Hurley out of it, took the mark, and they went, oh, that's a mark. And Hurley was like, you fucking kidding? <laughs> I got a hand in my back that was bent and then straight again. Mm. The commentators even went, oh, he might have nudged him out of it, but they moved on because yeah. BT had to get excited about something. I uh, looked at the stats for this game, and I think it was inside 50, 72 to 39. That's what I mean. If they had a kick straight or taken more opportunities, you would have won by 100. That's they mental. buried bro. them. If you hadn't have kicked it to a leer, a leer every second entry, you would have been you would have been smashed. Well, that's the thing. And this is, I think, going to be the one thing that could kill Essendon is that we don't really have a forward line. I've heard rumours that a certain superstar full forward is closing in on a return. Well, funnily enough- Tony Lockett's coming back. <laughs> playing for the Bombers. There's only one Tony Lockett. <laughs> oh, fuck. What a song. Yes. Joey I've- Danaher. I've heard this as well. In fact, I was talking to Tom about this off air mm. that a guy I work with who has no connections to the Essendon Football Club just messaged me today being like, heard a rumor Joey's going to be back in the reserves this week, but they're keeping it on the very This deal. week? What? Reserves. Reserves. VFL. Reserves. Reserves. Yeah, but still, this week. Yeah, fuck. and they're like, if he's not back this week, he'll be playing in the reserves the week that we play Richmond. Jesus. That's huge. I thought he was like- Going to be back grand final weekend or something. <laughs> no, like, I think they're preparing him. I guess with him and his injuries and stuff, you probably want him back on the field just to get his confidence up, even yep. if he's only playing half a game or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Because this is also something that's a little concerning with Joey Jordanaher is that he's he was part of the, like, Essendon, every player trying to be a hero in the first couple of games where, like, no one was playing as a team. And it's worrying that, like, our culture now has, like, yep. come together and our... All of our cogs are working so well together that you don't want to put someone in that's going to be like taking shots from sixty mm. when he could pass it. Well, no, but he did. He was putting the team first to his detriment at one stage. Oh yeah, he was handballing. <laughs> he was passing it off all the time to worse, worse players. players. So, well, good news is Josh Green isn't in the team anymore. Asking nah, for correct cheapies, cheap goals, super cheap greenies. Bloody hell. No, but Joey, I don't know. You might be right because you've got you know quality blokes in that forward line like Stringer who'll pull him into line. <laughs> <laughs> and Orazio's not flashy Well, there you go Do you know what's amazing? Orazio, I think, kicked one goal for the night mm. Maybe One goal, three Could have had a bag And I'll tell you what There was one passage of play that was amazing Where he was going for a goal And uh, Bruce had been commentating the general play And as soon as he was about to take the mark 
Bruce actually went, well, I'm going to step aside and let you do this, Brian. Oh. So Brian could go, all right, CEO Fantasia. <laughs> he was on fire, BT. He had two of his favorite players to yell about in the one game, and they had a lot of the footy. They sure did. <laughs> did they swing hooker forward at all? No, I don't think so. No, they didn't. Now, Hurley and Hooker played back. They, they've kept Bagley forward. Yeah, okay. which is clever because he's he's another player that's just like really stepped up. How did they cover McKernan? Mitch Brown. Who kicked a fucking huge goal. On this from like 60. <laughs> is he still rocking a mo? Yeah, of course. Oh, I love it. Mitch Brown kicking goals and, you know. <laughs> Probably need to go on record to say that I love Mitch Brown, but he has a mustache that looks like that he just goes to MILF bars <laughs> all the time. And always, always picks up. <laughs> yeah, he's successful. Yeah. Lo- loves kicking goals and chatting to mums. Oh, man. He's the hawker, the mascot of the actual <laughs> AFL. I love him. He's uh, amazing. Like, So he got recruited to Geelong in 2008. Yeah. He's, I, he hasn't played 50 games yet, and he's probably going to. Like, He's kind of been this weird messiah <laughs> Accident. Yeah, like he's he like I mean he kicked two goals too. Like I mean three one would have been a lot more impressive. But like two handy goals. Like I mean you'll take a player that's kicking two goals when we don't have a like a key full forward at the moment. And one to get you back in the contest when it was relatively even early Close, in the yeah. game. Just, again, a huge goal from sixty. How'd Aaron Francis go? Uh he, he did was, some nice things. Yeah, he was fine. Like good. Like he didn't do anything too flashy, but also solid. Well, I'm just looking through him. Got McDonald, up. Tip, and Woody, and Smith both laid eight tackles each. Smith, guess who got zero tackles? Got up. Yep. Do you know why, though? He went, I've done a lot of heavy lifting. I need to take a break, <laughs> and my back's going to give out. Right. <laughs> Smith had a ripping game again, and Cameron Ling has been listening to our podcast, boys. Oh, what did he say? On air, he said, I've been listening to How Good's <laughs> <laughs> No, he said, Devin Smith, recruit of the year. Everyone agreed with him. You Except agreed with him? I agreed like, oh, with him. Yeah, I was absolutely. like, mate, you've been listening to our show. <laughs> well, who's the competition, though? For a trade, I guess Charlie Cameron was pushing Hodge. Cameron? Charlie Cameron probably would have given him a run for his money if yeah. Cameron was still... Yeah. At the start of the year, though, like you wouldn't have said Devin Smith would be the best recruiter of the year. You'd be looking at an Ablett or a Cameron or, or a, a Sard or, or, or a Stringer. You'd be looking at, out of that, those three... Stringer's the one that you thought would be delivered. But that package, he had a great game. He didn't kick a lot of goals, but just was doing that thing that Jake Stringer does, which is getting in people's way. Yeah, I really like him in the team because he does he does enough. Yeah. He plays like a man who has a full chest tattoo. Yes. <laughs> he's a bit... <laughs> Matty Lloyd looked at that tattoo and went, he's going to regret that when he's a grandpa. <laughs> <laughs> and then everyone went, Matty Lloyd, I don't think you've met Jake Stringer. <laughs> <laughs> he has no regrets. No. no. Jake Stringer is just like a thug and it's real good because like, he's just blocking people, basically like, just forcing key players out of the competition, uh, out of the um, contest. Yeah, he's playing a very antagonistic kind yeah. of just he's again, it's not like the it's the second effort. He's just there, which means that Sydney are always we're always under pressure anytime they're trying to move the ball out of the back line. Poor Alir Alir must have been looking around being like, What the fuck, guys? I finally <laughs> get back into this team. I'm playing really well. Yep. And you guys just dropped a bundle. Yep. Like Dane Rampey had a goal kicked on him that was the worst goal I've ever seen. <laughs> oh, that was so bad. Who did kicked you, it? Did you see nah, this? I didn't see it. Connor McKenna kicked the kicked the ball from like fifty, and it was like this dirty scrubber <laughs> kick. And Rampy's like, "Oh, cool!" It like goes to his feet. He's like, "I'm gonna eat this for breakfast," and just bounces Shane Warne style around him <laughs> oh, through the goal. That's not even the goal I thought you were talking about. Uh, the goal where the man on the mark went to the bench. 
Oh, um, I saw that one. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was it was the guy. It wasn't the guy man on the mark. It was um, the guy who was manning David Myers. Yeah, yeah. And Myers like ran one way, and then was like, okay, and then just started walking around the back. And his opponent just turned around and ran to the bench, and Myers went, "Fucking no, that's the one you're talking about." Yeah, that's yeah, that's the one you're. That's what I thought that Tom was talking about. No, I was talking about Conor McKenna's ugliest goal in football history. It was so ugly, but it did the job. Yep. Fuck. Friday night football was well and truly alive. The first three quarters were really tight as well. And then Essendon just killed Sydney in the last quarter. What's going on with Sydney? They're cooked. They're done. Essendon kicked fucking hell. Yeah. Four goals, eight to one behind in the last quarter. Yeah, you went on a you went on a march. You- Inaccuracy is going to hurt you at some point, though. Uh, yeah, and I can tell you when it's going to hurt us next week against Hawthorne. Nah, fuck. Nah, you'll you'll, you'll lift. Yeah. You'll lift. Line in the sand. Oh, and if it doesn't hurt us, then round twenty-two. Yep. <laughs> Richmond v. Your run home is fucked. But then you got Port Adelaide. Yeah, in Adelaide on a Friday night. Uh, thing was yeah they announced today. that yeah yeah. yeah. When's your Geelong game? Uh, we're Saturday one o'clock because Brisbane playing. can't make finals uh, mathematically apparently, so they've stuffed us on a Sunday. Yeah, we're we're playing Fair the enough. Gold Coast. They're like it still has ramifications for finals because of percentage, and if we need to still win, yeah, no, fair enough. It's one o'clock, but that that's also a huge spot to put Essendon on a Friday because if Essendon beat Port, there's going to be so many teams that just shit themselves. Well, that's that's why they put Essendon and Port there because Port, if they win, so like could possibly sell up a top four spot. Port lose, Essendon win. Port could drop to like seventh or eighth. Port could miss the finals. Have you seen their run? They've probably got the toughest run. Do you know who's missing finals? Sydney. They've yeah. got a tougher run. They've got Sydney Collingwood. Won't. They've yeah. got Collingwood at home. They'll lose that because Collingwood they- play really well in Sydney, and Sydney don't. Then yeah. got well, Melbourne yeah. at the MCG, and then and oh. Melbourne. Yeah, they're cooked. Well, then Mel- they've got Greater Western Sydney, oh. and then they end the year with Hawthorne. Oh, a team are- that might need to Hawthorne yeah. in Sydney. Yeah. Hawthorne in Sydney. Which Sydney, Hawthorne always do very well, well in guys, Sydney. And Sydney I'm making well a proper Hawthorne call early. Sydney will not win another game for the year and they will fall out of finals. This will be the worst. They are cooked. They've already the worst fade in Sydney have had in 10 years. They were that one last year where they lost six in a row and still made finals. No, no, but they were 10 and three this year. Mm. So historically, you probably only need to win 12 games to make finals. This year is a little bit different. But they, win, they reckon you've got to win 14. 13, 14. North Melbourne could very well win... 13 games and miss the finals. Yep. That's uh, how fucked it is. Essendon will miss the finals if they only win 13, I think. Because yeah, of that percentage? Now your percentage is in the hundreds now. It's higher I think than- Essendon can probably lose one. <clears throat> oh, just hopefully by not too much. And I reckon if we're going to lose one, it's going to be against Richmond. No, nah, oh, believe. Fuck. Imagine if we lose to like, just say Hawthorne. Oh, that's a bad one because then Hawthorne will jump us. Let's say we cook it and lose to St. Kilda, but then we come out and smash Richmond. Oh, that'd be good. That'd be good because everyone would be like, oh, the wobbles are on. But no, I, I think Sydney are done. Like, again, oh, Essendon, though, could also be like, oh, St. Gilda. We, do you know what we need? A percentage boost. Oh, you got one on the weekend. Yeah, yeah. but like a few more would be all right. Yeah. Doesn't hurt him when it's this close. But yeah, Sydney are done. You Put a line through them. I just, they're missing, like, Franklin's clearly not fit. Like, mm-hmm. he's injured. And they've said as much that he's carrying a bit of something. Like, yeah. Hellhole Stadium didn't number on him in round yeah. one. Um, so no, Kennedy's sore. So they've got eleven wins with with four to go. And, yeah, and they've got all teams in the eight or pushing for the eight. Yeah, Jesus. The Hard only team that's on. out of the eight currently is Hawthorne. Oh wait, I think no, they're... Hawthorne are in. Yeah, they're, they're seventh. seventh. Fuck. And two of those games at the SCG, which are not wins. The only one that that they could potentially get is if Melbourne start to get a bit of the shakes. But I just yeah, they're in trouble. It's possible. They're missing so many. Like that. Like that. Ruck. They've got no backup ruckman. 
Kennedy's playing sore. Franklin's playing sore. Hanbury's gone. Jack's gone. No McVeigh. Like that might be it for Jack. Yeah, I reckon it would be too. Jack and Grundy, and probably yeah. McVeigh. Well, Grundy came back in, but didn't just got pants by a quicker forward line. Grundy's what thirty three. Yeah, but he does he he does well on the big stay at home forwards. And Essendon don't have one at the moment. Yeah, mm. so they were resting Stringer and like Smith and Tipping Woody in the goal square. Yeah, so, Smith kicked two goals, three, which, uh, come on, mate. <laughs> and he didn't kick those two until the last quarter where he kicked two in a row. Yeah, I think, and it depends what happens in the last month with Sydney, but Sydney might have to get really creative in the trade period. Well, they, yeah. What if about, they want to win a premiership what while Franklin's there. If, and while they still have um, you know, Kennedy in, yeah. the, in that midfield, yeah, which is starting to fade, really. Well, to be fair, like they'll lose... McVeigh ha- and and Jack Hanbury's still in his late twenties. Yeah, Kennedy's in his late twenties. Parker's like twenty five. Yep, Heaney's twenty one, mm. and Callum Mills has been out for the whole year. They've got a few bright sparks. Like wrong, fuck, he's a jet. Yeah. And Heaney, you mentioned Heaney. Heaney, yeah, yeah. yeah. They're, 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 look, it's not doom and gloom, but I think it's just too even, too close, and they've lost a couple of games they needed to win. Yep. I just think Sydney's <clears> good for like. Uh, at, you look at them and I just think now they've faded and they're like a sixth sort of team. Like, I'm talking next year. Yeah. I don't look at that team on paper and go, they're going to have a crack at the premiership. Like, they could. I would, have, I would have said that at the start of the year. They're missing a couple of ingredients, I yeah. think. Yeah. Well, the, yeah, this year, like, after they were, yeah, like 10 and 3, people mm-hmm. like, premiership contenders again. Especially because they were winning well, yeah, away like I, and winning away well. well. That's it. I would have thought when they were 10 and 3, that it would be Richmond Sydney grand final. Yeah. I can't wait to go back to our first episode after the finals this year and look at the ladder versus what we predicted the ladder was going to be and notice that I was 100% correct. I had first. Adelaide on top. Well, you fucked that, didn't you? Oh, mate. <laughs> you, had, you had Geelong on top. We can't yeah, finish well, top. Well, you know, they might still win the premiership, so good yeah, fucked. No. Well, technically, That's yeah, how it works, mate. That's how it works, yeah, no, as we established you, a couple you, of weeks ago. Yeah, we did. Um, speaking of premiership contenders, mm. apparently this was a game between two premiership contenders, but I have a problem with that because I believe only one of them is a contender oh. and the other one is a pretender. Oh, oh. Dusha, oh. you've read my mind. In a surprise to no one, Richmond have won again at the MCG, losing to a team still yet to beat more than one team in the top eight. <laughs> just, just, I don't know why people were surprised by this result. Mm-hmm. Um, Collingwood got beaten. Although... Fun question. Just like a bit of a trivia question for sure. you. Sure. Who has won more games away this season? A, Richmond. Yep. B, Carlton. Now, when you say away, do you mean away from the, their oh, home sorry, ground or do you mean interstate? Interstate, interstate. Couldn't be Carlton, do you? They're bottom of the ladder. There's no way that and Carlton- And Richmond's top of the ladder. There's no way that Carlton have won more interstate games than Richmond. Oh, hang on, I'll check my answers here. And Oh, actually- Turns out Carlton have, because they've won one interstate, and Richmond have won zero. <laughs> from how many starts? Four? Four. Yeah. Oh, and four from four interstate games? Yeah, look, Collingwood, to be fair, matched it with, in the exact same thing that happened earlier this year when Collingwood played in Richmond, they matched them for about two and a bit quarters. Yep. Um, in this game, injuries took their toll, but then Richmond just did what they've done in every last quarter at the MCG, just put the foot down. It's... I've got a great stat too. When we, when once you say what you're about to say, I was going to say it was actually a pretty similar case to the Essendon Sydney game. It was quite close, and then the last quarter, the better team just <laughs> got away. Oh, the cream rose to the top. Yes. Uh, speaking of the cream, so in a game where they win by thirty points, who do you reckon was the highest possession getter 
for Richmond and how many touches do you think they had? Dusha, you've read it, so I'm not going to ask you. Fucking hell. Sean, who do you think was the highest possession getter for Richmond Richmond in a winning game and what was their highest possession count? Jesus Christ. The stats for this game are absolutely cool. Oh, that's why I want to talk about them. I'm very excited about weird stats at the moment. It's going to become my thing. (laughs) Jack Reebok? No, I believe Sean Edwards. Yes. Oh, let's how many? Yeah, how many touches do you reckon he had? He was the high like oh, for Richmond, highest? highest possession getter for Richmond. Twenty two. Oh. Yep. <laughs> Bang on, <laughs> Sean. I'm a freak. No player for Richmond had over twenty two possessions. However, even contribution. How many had none, under ten? No one. No well, one had go. under eleven. That's a team. So they had 22 to 11 possessions and they won. That is the most even spread of a team effort I've ever seen. That's a team. That's insane. When he Destined for another crack. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. What do you got, Tusha? Sidebottom had 38 touches. Pendlebury, 37. Phillips, 33. Adams, 30. Grundy, 23. And Ch- a champion Richmond's. team beats yeah. a team of... Champions. Two or three champions. Yeah, yeah. Also, uh, Josh Thomas kicked four goals for Collingwood, who is, again, the highest individual score getter. Rewalt and Martin both kicked three, though. Did Grundy murder Nanker? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> Do we place too much importance on the Ruckman then? Well, no, because I will say this. Grundy was getting it to his boys, yep. and they were doing pretty good as based on the stats. The problem was when they went forward, Richmond's defense had all the answers. Yep. And the alternative was Colling- Collingwood's defense just... I mean, how the fuck are you going to stop... Goal of the year contender. Let's be honest. It's going to win goal of the year. What the uh, fuck do you do about that? <clears throat> Are we talking about Jack Higgins? Oh, mate. Jack Higgins. Goal of the year. Yeah. Are up you, there, are up you there. smoking the Sam Menangola crack pipe again? No, I've put that away because I've realized the error of my ways. Mate. I've seen this and I've seen the fucking this lights. This is not <clears throat> conventional enough to be. And that's what's goal of the year. It's not conventional enough it's to win brilliant. the car full of wheat bicks. It is I'm fucking sorry. brilliant, Sean. He. Realizes he it through. he's oh, going to yeah, go yeah. over, tosses it up, pops it onto his boot as he's falling. It is fucking amazing. Go and watch it, everyone. It, it, go and watch this. Bit of a bit of a throw? No. Oh, no, 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 no. I don't agree. I'm just no. stirring the, uh, stirring the move. Pipe. It like moved a bit. Look, I've watched that replay several times. Very smart boy, that one. Oh, brilliant. It's Good like on. brilliant. For me, it's it's uh, an exaggerated kicking action. It's kind of yeah. like if you're kicking a classic drop punt and you throw it up a little bit more. That's all he did. He threw players, the ball up. Players do that all the time when they're on the ground. Or they threw, threw it onto his and, boot. Like, yeah. actually yeah. threw it onto his boot quickly. Yeah, it's the same thing. Yeah. It's just horizontal in the air, so you have to do it a bit differently. Uh, yeah. But it happens like Luke Parker's when we did the bicycle kick in round one. would be the same. He's had... You would have to That's throw it, it up to you get throw it, it up. Yeah. You know when players are on the ground in the goal square and they kick freak goals? Yeah. They throw it up and they kick it. Yeah. I watched, I watched a different. clip of uh, goals of the year contenders. Yeah. And there were three in which a player kind of lobs it up to put it onto their boot. There's one from Sam. I've just moved off mic really badly then. No, it's fine. There's one from Sam Pelpepper. Yeah. One from Luke Parker. And then this one from Higgins. Yeah. But watching that, I think there are two other. That, for mine, it's already down to three. It's that one, just for the few, the pure. Audacity of it. Yep. The other two, Buddy Franklin, that one we were talking about earlier, where you don't argue someone just bombs it from 60. Yep. And the third is probably the one that you reckon, in that the Charlie Cameron one, where he's involved in the contest three times oh, yeah. and then snaps the goal. Yep. Falls over, gets back up, gets around two blokes. Give it to him. No, nah, but the Higgins, Higgins. One, Higgins one's a great goal. Darcy Moore, harden up, mate. Oh, Darcy Moore, get to Sydney already. They need you. <laughs> Well, yeah, I, I don't know. Like, because a lot of people are having a whinge that it's a throw, and it's just 
Shut up, da- shut up, Damien Barrett. Like, oh. Well, because here's the thing, right? Everyone's like, oh, it's a throw. It's okay. Just going to go through some great moments, great footballing moments. So that's a throw. Wayne Harms was over the boundary. Oh. And Ablett didn't hold on to that mark. Oh. So there are three great moments in, in footballing history. There's always a little bit of controversy around, mm. you know, did was Michael Long's goal touched? Maybe. Who knows? But if we're going by the, the, the losers yeah. who want to bring our game down, then yeah, wasn't a goal. But fuck them because it's goal of the year. Can't argue with that. You know what else? Hey, uh, Tom, i just got a quick question for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When Higgins kicked that goal, did the umpire blow his whistle and say, throw, free kick? No, I, I, think, um, I think the only reason they blew the whistle and stopped the play was he was wanting to see how much of a fucking goal it was. <laughs> Imagine the umpire was like whispering to the goal umpire, being like, that was definitely a goal, but that was fucking sick. We need a. I just want a slow motion replay. <laughs> like, oh my Can God. We, just, we, just, we reckon it's a goal. Yeah, umpire's call is a goal. We just want to see if it was the sickest goal. <laughs> <laughs> Can you that? Yeah, umpire's call is a goal. We just want to see how fully sick it was from four more angles. Oh! <laughs> That's a beautiful goal. This comes up on the scoreboard. Fully sick. <laughs> oh, Ian Thorpe pops up. Thorpe oh. says it's fully sick. That's niche Australian niche, reference. Niche Australian reference. What was the next game, Dusha? Then, oh, was the how good? I'm just gonna just gonna tone myself back a bit. Yeah, was the how good how good's footy uh, clash where yep. Geelong took on Brisbane at. G- I always fuck up the name of this GMHBA Stadium. Yep. So now my health insurer. That's good. Uh, where Geelong. Beat Brisbane by 42 points. And Sean, you didn't watch this, obviously. No, I did not. So I was away. So the game was actually quite close. So the first quarter was very close. It was a game where Brisbane brought it to Geelong and Geelong responded to them. Um, there were patches in the first quarter and midway through the, towards the end of the second quarter. With a minute to go in the second quarter, Brisbane were up, were in front by a point. Yeah. With about a minute to go. Yep. And then there was basically a five minute patch. Either side of half time. Are you telling me, Tom? Yes. That Brisbane had a bit of a a bit of a brain explosion. I think they did. And what happened was Geelong Was that Brisbane sorry, did I did I say Brisbane because I meant Ryan Lester. <laughs> I was having a chat with friend of the show, I mean, uh, Daniel the Good Brother. Yep. And he said Ryan Lester should never take the AFL field again. Ever. Yeah, there was there was basically a five minute patch. What well, to be fair, it wasn't just Lester. <laughs> There Tom, a, I'm trying to help you out with here, With 30 seconds to go in the first half. Nah, a minute. With a minute to go in the first half. Yep. We're Brisbane in front. Yeah. And then they were 11 points down at halftime. Yep. And then that blew out to what about Ryan 30 Lester, points down. At- what did Ryan Lester, the festering fuck, do? So, he had the ball in the wing. He had a couple of options. And the, he had a wide option in either Daniel Rich or Hodge at the other side. So, he thought, yeah, I'll switch the ball over. We'll try and get another goal here. Yeah. And he shanked the kick, mm. and it landed in Menzel's lap. And he went, yeah. are you fucking kidding? And he just kicked a beautiful kick to Dangerfield who handballed over to Scott Salwood in the square goal. Do you know why I think Lester may have shanked the kick? Yep. Because his foot skills are at an under-nines level. <laughs> I don't know. I watched the Oz kick. They were pretty good at halftime. They were better than him. They One of them should have replaced him. Well, apparently he didn't get a touch after that anyway. Well, Didn't get, didn't get near it. Can I say your confidence would be shot after that? So, so, so what happened was that happened and then we won the centre clearance. Mitch Duncan ran off the back of the square and just hit Tom Hawkins and lace out and he went back from 60 and nailed it. Yeah. And then the first three minutes, we kicked three goals in a row. 
I listened to Chris Fagan's um, press conference, and he was basically saying we matched them in a lot of a lot of the play. Yeah, it was really probably a set, seven minutes of the game mm. where we just got destroyed, and and they they kick five goals, and that's that's the game right there. Yeah. And that is, and then even though we still that scored you in the last couple of quarters, yeah, we took the, the game was over when we kicked that third goal in a row. Yeah, and Hawkins was licking his lips for another big feast of goals. Mm. But I will say, good to see Harris Andrews back. Yeah, played, good. played reasonably well. And again, it wasn't his fault that Hawkins got to the ball so much. He was getting silver service. You watched it, Tom. Yep. Can I throw this to you? Yeah. Harris Andrews, he's missed a month, I think, or five weeks. Yep. About that. Should he have come back in the reserves? No, I, I don't think so. I just want to put it out there, though, just to get confidence back in flying for the ball oh, and being like, I'm sure he's a courageous dude, obviously. I'm sure he I'll went for what, it. tell you what, he went for it every time. The issue yeah. was Hawkins was getting around him and the mid, the, there was no pressure from the Brisbane mid. So, like, Duncan was able to waltz through the centre square and just chip. There were three so, times yeah, okay. when Hawkins was in space on his own where Harris Andrews got caught between Parfit in the goal square and Hawkins here because his teammates weren't talking to him. Betcha Ryan Lester was on Parfit. Yeah. Just saying. I mean, that's a fair point, but you're talking, there's a real difference between 50 inside 50s that are coming in under pressure because the midfield's doing their job yeah. and ones that are just silver service for Tom Hawkins. Oh, it was a bit like that, that the, the Melbourne game where the middle of the, like, Again, Reese Stanley, who I've I've had pots at on this show, rightly so, <laughs> has had an amazing probably last five or six games. He's matched it with some of the best rucks in the comp. And in the last two weeks, he broke even with Gorn, and he probably broke even with Martin. Martin had more hitouts than him in the end, but only by like five or six. Yeah, and Stanley was a bit more influential around the ground. Basically, he didn't get didn't get annihilated like he has been. Yep. So it was good to see his confidence build. Jack Henry kicked three goals. Menzel kicked three goals on his way back. Um, the only concern was Tom Stewart's ankle. Yeah. Um, the talk was that he was going to miss the whole rest of the home and away season. Scans came back today, boys. Doesn't need surgery. Whoa. Could fucking play on Friday. Very good. Very promising. Uh, all Australian. Lock him in. There are there are three blokes in the Geelong team who are locks for all Australian. Who's the third? So who are you, who are you saying? Hawkins and um, Tommy Stewart. Yep. I'd like to throw oh. I'd like to throw an alternative in there. Blitzarves. Yes. He has now played, and I don't know. I want to go, but this is another weird stat. Yep. Two great little stats for you. Yep. First one, Blitzarves has now played two games in a row where he has played 100% of the game time without taking a break. Oof. The week before, he, he played for- I think Charlie Dixon did that on the weekend as well. Like, it's insane. Yeah. And, and runs like 15, 16 Ks. Yeah. Very nice. That's more than I run in a fucking year. That's more than, like, I think about running. Yeah. Do you want me to quickly run you through the SEN? Uh, they did a, a call-in thing the other day where people could vote for who they want in the All-Australian team. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a bit of the people's team. Yep. yep. Full back. Oh, you're, yeah. Blitz up. Oh, you fucking beauty. Oof. No rants in this team. No. Well, why no. not? He doesn't play There's a couple the of Tigers. There's uh, uh, Nick Vlaston and Grimes is in there. And that seems... Oh, and there's a few on the bench. Lambert and Edwards. Must have been some Richmond voters. Yeah, probably um, KB just filtered those through into the team. Not seeing any Dons, Dusha. No Devin Smith on the bench? No, that's that's a... Oh, no, Devin Smith's at half forward on the flank. Oh, fuck oh, yeah. Bloody hell. Hawkins is at centre half forward. Yep. Uh, yeah, and Tommy Stewart's in the back pocket. Uh, no Dane Beams. That's a bit of a fucking... Well, disgrace. I was going to actually say, Dane Beams have 37 touches. Dane Beams was awesome. Which he, he'll it, pinch probably one vote in the Brownlow for that game. You which think? I was going to say, his, again, his Brownlow... Because he's just going to consistently be getting one to two votes. 
He's kind of unlucky in this game because Ablett had 38 touches and Hawkins kicked seven goals, which means that yeah. those are going to be um, three and two. That's the other thing I was going to say. Ablett had 38 and I think 16 contested. So anyone who said that he's passed it, he's not. Did anyone run with him? Who did Mitchie Robinson um, go to? Mitchie Robinson started on Selwood yep. and then moved to Ablett in the second half. So he half. got reported. Yeah, I didn't see the incident. I Rough think- conduct on... I haven't seen the video. I just saw a, a screenshot. I think Dangerfield was handballing it, and he pushed him. So maybe it was near the boundary line or something oh, like that, and pushed him over. Into- oh, there was fine. a bit. He got a three, yeah, three and a half grand. Put it this way: I didn't watch that game and go, "Oh, geez, fucking Robbo's killed yeah. someone." Um, I've heard Darcy Gardner played really well. Yeah, he um he actually did quite well. He he rotated on whoever wasn't on Hawkins. He, he has he- had a breakout year, I think. Yeah, twenty four touches, one at ninety one percent efficiency. He he last year was sort Off of the like back flank. Yeah. Um just from a fan Andy. point of view, listening to fan like Brisbane feedback and stuff, people were a little bit against him some weeks. It was like he was a bit of the whipping boy. He's your- now he's kind of like in the first five guys you pick in that team every week. Yeah. So yeah. good on him. He's had a huge year. I think I think I think Ray Stanley's had the same journey. He would yeah. have been early this year. Nah, drop him, drop him. He's now the number one rock at Geelong. How did um, big Oscar go? I think it's time to drop him. Didn't, uh, didn't hit the scoreboard. Eric Hipwood kicked one goal. Brisbane have persisted with sort of three tools in the forward line for a really long time, and it's time to let that go. It probably, probably worked, would have worked against Geelong because we are a tall back line. But I think midfield's got to win the battle, though. The issue is McInerney got killed. So because Blitzars plays on Hipwood, yeah. it's Lockie Henderson's playing on McInerney. And yeah, it's he tough. just kicked his ass. It's tough when you're playing <laughs> against these you know, elite teams. Yeah. With um, hardened backlines, but like, yeah. I look and I, and I was worried for the first half, and then Geelong kind of got on a roll, and that's just the end of the story there. Um, one other little stat I like to give you. Yep, Tom Hawkins has now kicked multiple goals in thirteen matches in a row. Yeah, I mean, no Didn't one else goes close to that. Nah, nah, he's four. He's four goals off Ben Brown. Mm. Jeez, which again, he came from nowhere in this yeah. fucking Brownlow mark. Uh, uh, someone said from mark. so from the game we lost to. Uh, so I think from his so when he pulled out of the port game with the back injury, yeah, he's kicked thirty eight goals from round six to now. Oh, it's freakish. That is insane. Including Dusha. including two back to back bags of seven. Is Tom Hawkins a little bit like Essendon, in that he's coming like a freight train? Oh, boys. I think it's safe to say that. Yes, <laughs> V Line Express, oh. T Hawkins, <laughs> fuck it out. Yeah, that's no, a good win. Hawkins for the uh, Coleman, Essendon for the flag. I mean. <laughs> Means I can't win the flag, so Well, based on and this is huge. But <laughs> your mate. So yeah, again. <laughs> what based I, on this is huge. Yeah, not a no, reputable source. Douches, mate. One of my friends No, that isn't what I was gonna talk about. Looking at the run, and if Essendon make finals, there is a very strong chance that our elimination final one could be me versus you. Oh, that is huge. I see that. And I understand, because you've got form against us, and that makes me nervous. But that's probably banking on the fact that we don't win every game for the rest of the year. Well, yeah, that's you finishing sixth, us finishing seventh, I think. If we win every game for the year, we can finish as high as third or fourth. We can't go one or two. We can finish third or fourth. To be honest, teams that I would like to meet uh, in finals as an Essen supporter, Port. But that'll be a weird one, because we would have just played them. Geelong. Yep. GWS. Yep. West you Coast. like your chances. Yeah. And Collingwood. You know why? Because you'll be in the eight then. <laughs> <laughs> and again, when we played, oh, Collingwood would be huge. I mean, I don't think they'll drop low enough to for us to have them in the first week. Oh, they've, they've, to be fair, they've had a lot of injuries. Um, we the one sad ha- thing from that game, Sharon Berg's done his ACL again. Uh, that's uh, really Had shit. put together a year that was like blisteringly good. Yeah. 
and then a knee again, which is pretty unfortunate. It's not good. That is sad, and now I feel bad for what I'm about to say. But no, say anyway. forward to Collingwood lose the first week to like a someone in the top four, Geelong. Yeah, Essendon beat I know Port. Then we meet Collingwood in a semi, forty points. Oh, oh shit! Roll up to the Tigers the next week. No, no, go to Western Australia the week after. <gasps> Fuck ambush! Oh, all of a sudden, James Hurd doesn't look like an idiot. Well. <laughs> well, uh, just, he does, for what just, he did before that. Just for the record, uh, James Heard today said that if Essendon make the finals, there's no reason why they can't win the flag. Which I guess, yeah. Sure. That's, I mean, can I say I'd like to make a big call, right? Um, I'm going to just insert the name of any team from one through eight and just say, oh, if they make the finals, there's no, there's no, no reason they can't win the flag. Well, that's correct. If they yeah. make the finals, they could yeah. definitely still win the flag. Until if they, they come lose. ninth, they can't. Um, so, James, that's a dumb statement, actually, now that we're unpacking it. Stop, right. ho- stop hogging the headlines, Hurdy. He's been out of it for ages. Now well, stay out of it. Go, make, go back to making chocolate. You were good at that. All right. I so, think. Didn't he win an award? I don't know. What? <laughs> I thought he won an award for his chocolate. I try not to read the news when James Hurd's name in it because it usually just upsets me. <laughs> so, yeah, going back to what you said before, one of my friends did a finals predictor uh, for Essendon. So, he's got us finishing seventh because he did a ladder predictor first. I love the ladder predictor. It's so good. I love it too. And then he's just like, all right, Essendon 2 versus Geelong, 6th play 7th. His reasoning, we always beat the Cats, unlucky Geelong. Semi-finals, uh, Collingwood versus Essendon. His reasoning here, Essendon win. Pies are cooked, game's in the bag. <laughs> <laughs> Not like fair. Then, we're, we, <laughs> then we've got Richmond in the prelims. Okay. And he's just like, that hers back. Easy. <laughs> <laughs> And then grand final day, Essendon meet West Coast. Eagles don't win at the G. I mean... Nah, fair enough. His logic is weirdly sound. <laughs> Fuck, imagine- And Essendon West Coast grand final would be incredible. Oh, do you know who'll be there? Waving his fucking jacket. Kevin, Kevin Sheedy. Sheedy. When, when was that one? 90... Oh, no, wait. The jacket wave was like 90... That wasn't a grand final, though. No, but when was the jacket wave? It's like nine, it was mid nineties, I think. Ninety eight, because that'd be sick. Twenty years on, Whoa. jacket wave. Shit, wave your jacket off. Um, wait, <laughs> wait, <laughs> shut up. What's the next game, Dusha? Hey, well, you've thrown me. You've thrown me. The next game was. Can I guess? A game that didn't really matter. GWS defeated St Kilda by twenty five points. That's I mean, spotless. cool. The Giants, I mean, St. Kilda had one fucking job, and that's to make me not look like an idiot. Giants are good. St. Kilda are not. What was the next game? Is Thug Cameron back next week? I think so, yeah. But it's all right, because Junior That's if he makes it to the ground on time, Sean. Hopefully his eardrums explode. (laughs) On the plane. (laughs) Are they traveling somewhere? Do you reckon? Okay, I will say this. Uh, Yeah, they're coming down to Etihad to take on Carl. Sean. Rough flight ahead. Sean. Yeah, Tom. Are you going to go to Etihad and just like... Yell at him, but then I'd have to watch them play Carlton. Yeah, nah, be putrid. <laughs> I have to say, like, there's part of me that's like, nah, he's a dog and a flog, and mm. should have got a dog, way, and a flog. Yeah, a dog and a flog, a way harder suspension than when you get piss yeah. weak and a shitty act. But on the on the other hand, I'm like, he's probably got death threats on Twitter. Yeah, and no, I don't that, think that's okay. Like, yeah, that's not okay. No, that that would have happened. So, yeah. Sean, you need to stop sending him. <laughs> <laughs> um, next game was it also irrelevant? Uh, this, this was a besides a couple of games. This was a round of irrelevance. They packed in the first some interesting games early. The first two games were huge. Then we had 
How Good's Footy Cup. Which is huge. Which is huge for us, but if you're a neutral supporter... Hey, it was good for a half. Good for a half. Wait, so what's the scoreboard in the How Good's Footy Cup? Uh, I'm on zero. You're on zero. I'm on 1-1 and Douche is 2-0. It'll be 3-0 in the elimination final. Oh, shit. The worst part about this is I'm not fucking here for finals. And if we make finals, I'm just going to be... Well, I'll just be getting up in the UK at like 5am to go to my local pub and be like... Banging on the door, let me in, you <laughs> British fucks. I need to watch the footy. <laughs> Do you know what would be great is at the end of any of your live shows, like Essendon are playing at like 1 a.m., being like, guys, we're going out drinking so I can watch the footy. <laughs> I looked at the time difference. Uh, so all the finals games will be between like 4 a.m. and uh, like 10 a.m. That's not so bad. You get up early and watch yeah, it on like a Because I know that last year when I was there for the grand final, the grand final started at 5 a.m., I think. Yeah, I remember I remember being. Oh, no, I was in New, that was New York. Because I remember what would happen is in New York, I'd get up at seven and it'd be half time. Yeah. Or an early game would just be starting. So next game in the round of irrelevance. <laughs> it was uh, teams playing off a bottom place. Gold Coast v Carlton. And something that I kind of predicted last week, but then you boys talked me out of it and I didn't go as hard as Don't I was actually feeling. Don't ever listen feeling. to us. Yeah, I really shouldn't. I've Listeners have fallen for this before. Mm-hmm. I haven't. Mm-hmm. But uh, you're like, look, Gold Coast just beat Sydney. Gonna, they're going to like march into this game and march all over Carlton. And I was like, I don't know. I reckon that they've probably cooked themselves with that. And yeah, Carlton won by 35 points Jeez. at Metricon. I must have tipped Carlton. Did I you got, get this tip? Well, I got seven out of nine and I, I you Brisbane, Brisbane lost. And I'm pretty sure I tipped Sydney. Must have tipped Carlton. You can always check. Like a profit. That means you also tipped North Melbourne to beat. Oh, I absolutely did. Fuck. In Tassie. Fuck. Yeah, fair. Fuck yeah. I always back North. So, because I, I fucking right. believe in North. I've never doubted them. The big one out of the Carlton one is, though, that Kerno's gone for a week for a, a bit of a cheeky punch oh, to the jaw of Stephen yeah, May. Yeah. Oh, and, actually. Uh, Stephen May went for a week for um, trying to kill a bloke. Again. Kill the bloke who hit him's brother. <laughs> yeah, he's like, well, if I can't get you, I'll get your smaller brother. Yeah. Who's I, also older, but shorter. I speaking, don't agree. You go, Dush. I just wanted to speak of reports. Something we didn't touch on with the Sydney Essendon game. It got, oh, it got messy. Zach Jones being a fuckhead. It got reported twice in the same game, once before the game had started. What did he do? P- uh, jumper punched Merritt. And did he get him, a week for that? Got him high on the chin. No, no, just a fine. But then he got reported why? for this. Sorry, why? Um, insufficient force for a constituted suspension. Um, and not looking- dissimilar to fucking any of the two that Tom Hawkins went for yeah, last Hawkins year. Do you know what probably also hurt this? When you watch the replay, Zach Merritt cops the punch <laughs> and he reacts way too late. There's like punch one, two, ow. <laughs> it's like he's like just been like because they're, they're having a bit of a like rough and tumble. So Zach Merritt's clue just like fuck off, like whatever. But he's like, oh wait, no, free kick. Ah. Oh! Well, now here's the thing though, because the one on. Crouch was fine. He got back up. The one on Phil Davis, exactly the same. Yeah. He didn't even do anything. It wasn't even a free kick at the time. But it's graded as intentional, high contact, low impact. Intentional is always a weak. So it is bullshit that they didn't give Zach Jones. Well, I was just saying, oh, he didn't mean but to then hit he him got, high. He got two or three weeks for what he did for Lang- to Langford. Yeah, but Langford went to hospital. Langford, though, good news, not a concussion or anything. Whiplash. Yeah. Ooh, bloody hell. Got, so Langford's bending down to pick the ball up. Jones is probably 20 metres away. Looks at the ball, looks at Langford and goes, yeah, no, I'm not going for the ball. Goes for the bump and then got his ass kicked by every commentator in the game because they found vision of him about to do the same thing as Langford and he pulls out at the last second because he's not as tough as he likes to think he is. Ball goes down the other end, Essendon kick a goal. 
I got this thing about Jones. I think he's a fuckhead. Yeah, he like, looks like one too. I can't stand him. He's one of those like how did how did dipshit footballers without a brain who has to like just throw himself into he just he tries to hurt people because he thinks it's tough and he's just a hairless cunt. So Nathan Jones is his brother. Nathan Jones, good bloke, very good bloke, exceptional bloke. Rolls up every week, plays for a garbage club over his career. Yeah, could have left at any time. Good bloke. Yeah, Zach Jones. Apparently, all the good bloke genes went to his older brother. <laughs> Zach got none. Zach plays like a bloke who like has a chip on his shoulder because his brother is better than him. Well, the thing about Zach Jones is, I you wouldn't mind the niggly stuff like a Heath Shaw if he also delivered, yeah. and he doesn't regularly deliver. He doesn't. He's just like a sort of C grade player. No, like if he put it this way, like Toby Green, dickhead, exceptional footballer though. Yes. So you're like, yeah. He's a pain in the ass, but he'll also kick four goals. Yeah. Well, Zach Jones no, will have four goals kicked on him. Yeah. Toby Green kicks four goals, but also kicks two blokes in the head. <laughs> oh, I was just getting him out of the contest. Fuck off. I'm, I'm still, I'm still, I'm still picking Green over Jones. Yeah. All right. Stephen May. Yes. Oh, yeah. Before we move on. Yes. I don't like him. Yep. I think he's a thug. Yep. I think he's done a lot of this in the past. Yep. And I think to only give him one week for what he did... Is irresponsible but, by Chriso and whoever else is involved in that bullshit. No, no sure. one. He's it's an officer, not officers. We've established this. It's just him making the decisions. Sure. But he often says Joel, we. I'll just put uh, one thing towards you though. Do, Do you it. think that maybe the match review officer yeah. took it being a crime of passion into <laughs> into it? Because uh it was his younger brother, uh, the younger brother of the bloke who had been reported for belting him. Judging by the fact that he only got a week, he must have taken yeah. a crime of passion into it. But it's, he went, it's three, thing. but if like, I add guys, to a crime of passion, it's only one. Watch the replay. Even in like slow motion, even in like real time. Stephen May, the ball's gone past. Yes. Watch his eyes. He's looking at him and go, it's a decision. It's yeah. a it's a deliberate action. And he puts the elbow up and he gets him in the head. Yeah. Like what, it should be more than a week. The reason fucking, is the reason is lucky. What they say? They said it was um careless high careless. contact. Intentional high contact. Nah, careless. No, there's no intentional. It's, it's careless, high contact, low impact. What do you mean there's no intentional? That's what they mean. So if it's careless, it means it's not intentional. So it has to be intentional or, or careless. careless. Well, it's, I'm saying it is intentional. Yes. A hundred percent. But Christensen's... Christensen? No, that play careless, that he plays for, he careless plays for is when his eyes are on the footy and he gets him in the head. Yes. Not when he's looking at him and going, oh, I'm going to hurt this fuckhead. I hate Stephen May. I think he's a despicable character. Careless is the Crips tackle, which I think they got right. Yeah. Because he doesn't drive him into the turf. He actually tries to roll him. He's got one arm free. Yeah. I'll tell you what, though. David Swallow had no fucking idea what was going on. They're <laughs> physically pushing him to the boundary, and he keeps trying to run away, and he can't stand up. And I'm like, fuck, that's, that's distressing to watch, actually. Ooh. The only way Stephen May could be a bigger piece of shit as a human yep. is if he walks out on the Gold Coast and goes to a club that I hate. Like Hawthorne? Port Adelaide. Collingwood, Carlton or Hawthorne. Someone put an article out this week saying that May should be the priority for Collingwood more than Lynch. No, if you go back six months, you would not say that, but just because of how Collingwood have played, sure. Yeah. Well, if Dunn's, agree. Fit, if Dunn's fit and all those guys at their back line are fit. Depends if more stays. It depends. Oh, there's a lot of variables at Collingwood. Next game, dude. Next you? game was uh, where Adelaide Crows cooked it against Melbourne and just cost himself a spot in the finals. Got that. Tell you what, though. What? You know who almost cooked it as well? Melbourne. Melbourne almost have had an exact repeat of the week before with about a minute to go. 
It's pissing down rain. Oh, I've not seen that much. It's one of those games that was so wet where, like, I looked, was watching it. It started raining after three, like, three quarter time, I think. Yeah. yeah. And, like, you know, like, on the footy, it's, like, raining, but you can't actually see the rain on the TV. And all of a sudden, the players just look a bit wet. And you're like, oh, it must be raining. Yeah. It, fucking, it was like sheets of water. Yeah. It was like, it was like I was watching the- throwing buckets at the players. It was like I was fucking watching the TV through my fish tank. At what point of the game did that start, though? Three, like, three quarter. quarter time. Oh, Jesus. Where Melbourne were 33 points up, and then Adelaide <sighs> got it down to 11 points, and Eddie Betts cooked it. So, Eddie Betts, with about a minute to go, Just maybe retire. a bit over a minute, yeah. runs into the goal square, snaps it, hits the post. From directly in front, he's under a lot of pressure. But Eddie would eat that for breakfast. How far out? In the, in the goal square. square. He, he was being tackled, and like you know, there's five guys around him. Retire, but <laughs> no, because then you'll you'll feel bad about that. Because then after the game, they showed him, and he was crying. Those tears were warranted. <laughs> but you just yeah. cost your team a final. You I mean, the fact they didn't turn up for the third quarter cost them a final. They're just I don't know. Oh, what to yeah, say okay. Like, just to set the scene, they kicked one goal too in the. Th- in the third quarter, Melbourne yeah. kicked seven goals for. Yeah. Just didn't turn up. You know who didn't lift? Tex Walker had one kick for the game. Oh, are you telling me that Tex Walker didn't stand up in no, a game? No, he did not. He did, he did a me short. He remained so, seated at all times. I'm so surprised. I know. Such an inspirational Tex leader. Tex always stands up. Yeah. When the moment counts. Do you know who did stand up, though? Who? Rory Sloan. Gee, someone should probably uh, give him the captaincy at the end he of the season. He should be captain. Fucking Altex. Grow the mullet back, you dickhead. Anyway, Melbourne are still alive. Adelaide are cooked. I would have no confidence as a Melbourne supporter. Mm. Melbourne they don't very have shaky. any confidence and they're Melbourne. Simon Melbourne. Goodwin nearly punched the window. He was so excited. <laughs> they're, they're a boxer with a weak chin. Oh, glass jaw. Yeah. yeah. I actually have a glass jaw. It's a real problem. Porcelain. Uh, Max Gorn ate Sam Jacobs for breakfast, yeah. especially in that last quarter. Just, Jacobs is not the same this year. No, the amount of times where Jacobs just... Got out position or like went to tap it and Max just reached over him and flicked it in the so, other direction. The, so- the source is empty. And would you say that maybe that like a, so a star player from last season, someone that was very influential and then making the grand final, all of a sudden this year seems to be lacking passion? Yeah. Yeah, maybe, it's almost it- like they went on a weird fucking psychological fuck up camp. Or maybe potentially the club culture is just like a dumpster fire now. Hey, do you know what else happened? What? Hamstring injury. So we're getting consistent Adelaide. Dumpster fire. <laughs> they forgot to turn up for a bit and a hamstring injury. Just uh, with Adelaide, they are still mathematically possible, but it'll be so hard for them. Essendon will need to fall over. And their, per- and their percentage is terrible. Yeah. But I, boys, I know a fair bit about mathematical possibilities and whatnot. There is one key ingredient. Yep. That Adelaide lack. Heart. Oh! <laughs> what was the next game, Dusha? Uh, so then we had uh, three Sunday games of AFL. All of them were won by 40 points or more. Let's go through this garbage that we don't need to talk about. All right, I don't North think. Melbourne beat West Coast by 40 points. Yes, North. I mean, actually, I that's, them. that's on you can talk about. They looked. Uh, it didn't look like that was going to happen early in the game. Um, and then uh, North did what I thought they would do and just stepped up. Speaking of people stepping up, mm. see Mad Jack Daw stepped up on someone's back. Did he really? Took an absolute rip, just like a trademark Mad Jack Daw. I'm in the air for a very long time, Mark. He's found he's found his spot down back. Love it. Uh, Goldstein's found form again. It's weird. I reckon it's because he knows that if he's not playing well, there's a guy in the VFL for North Melbourne, uh, Braden, Brandon Bruce. Bruce, Bruce, yeah. I heard a rumour and- that he's not 
super happy. Well, no, he was interviewed. He's like, yeah, I'm pissed off because I can't get into the team because Gold is playing too well. <laughs> Maybe that was the rumor I heard. He, he said, the no, they said, oh, they said, oh, that's a rumor, more a fact. <laughs> They're like, no, he said he was pissed off. But the actual story is the quote is he's pissed off because he can't get into the team. Yeah. He's playing like, he's getting like 40, 50 hit outs in the VFL, but yeah. Goldie's just holding that spot. Paul Ahern. 37 touches. Huge. The guy that... Three, this is essentially three his goes. first year. Yep. Drafted in the inaugural GWS side. Yep. Multiple knee reconstructions. Never got on the park. They delisted him north through him a lifeline. And he's come in and he's played brilliantly this year for him. So, uh, Love champ. that story. Champion. That's good. And do you know what probably cost West Coast the game? Kicking one goal four after half time. I mean, that definitely... Well, I mean, they were missing their best forward. Yeah. But do you know who was also missing their best forward? Essendon Bombers. Oh. Well, <laughs> you I mean, know what? True. We're missing a forward line. And, you know, no Jared Waite for North. Yep. He might be back next week, they think. Oh. Just in time for Brisbane. And also, just a... It's right. He'll punch someone in that game and get reported. Yep. Probably a big thing to take away from this is North. Probably not as cooked as we thought. No. Bit of spirit, bit of shin boner. Oh, they went this down to Tassie and they just took a big whiff. They, they went on the spirit of Tasmania. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, beating West Coast by 40 points. They've got Brisbane next week. They do. This is probably going to lift them. They're, which is something... Look, I like North, but if they play too well, that really hurts Essendon's chances. Well, mate, they've got an interesting run. So, they've got Brisbane, who they beat by nine goals earlier in the season. Then Western Bulldogs. Then the Dogs. That's They'll be favourites there. Then they've got Adelaide and Adelaide. That's... Very winnable. And they've got St. Kilda. And then St. Kilda. They could win all four games. Even if they win... Oh, I, was about, I was about to say that's a really soft draw, but then I remember how bad they were last year. That's right, yeah. They finished third from the bottom. Yeah. Jeez. And they were bottom of the ladder until the last game where they... But you guys. Brisbane, yeah. It's true. Like, I think that was a battle for the wooden spoon, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, it was. But yeah. because they won by so much, they jumped. Carlton. Was, yeah, Carlton. Yeah. They might have even jumped Gold Coast. No, no, they got pick three, which is that Uniki kid. No, he was four. Was he? Fuck. I think so. Oh, maybe maybe, you, maybe you had Pixary for something. For, I can't remember. Yeah. Jesus. Go North. Go North. Good on them. We believe in North. We've never written them off. Well, I believe in them, but I feel like believing in them is going to cost us an Essendon finals berth. You know what? It won't. North and Essendon oh. will replace oh. Melbourne. And oh. Sydney? And Sydney. No, Sydney, no, already Sydney aren't in there. Melbourne and Hawthorne. No, no, no. I'll tell you who's going to drop out. Port Adelaide. Yeah, they're shaky. They're I too, mean, and Collingwood can Collingwood drop? They can't drop out of the eight. Oh, wait. Uh, Port Adelaide and Collingwood are on the same amount of points and pretty close percentage. Let me tell you who Port Adelaide have got in the run home. They've got the showdown. The showdown, week. which could go either way. Well, Adelaide Then they've be- got West Coast. Then Where? they've got Collingwood in Melbourne. Jesus. Then they've got the mighty freight train Essendon Bombers. Port could lose every game. And based on the form that they've been displaying hey, lately, well, they're shaky as I fuck. mean, Dixon kicked five goals. Yeah, but he's only kicked 20 for the year. So how often does that fucking happen? <laughs> Four times? Yeah, probably. <laughs> I'd do the math in my head. <laughs> That's terrible. But yeah. Um, next game. Well, funnily enough, was the game where Charlie Dixon kicked five goals in Ballarat at Mars Stadium. Where it was so cold that the players on the Port Adelaide bench had a microwave to put their beanies in. They put beanies in a microwave, Sean. Wasn't it hand warmers in the microwave? Yeah, hand warmers. And then uh, they were also putting beanies in the microwave. Bloody. And actually, uh, just on that, they were interviewing North Melbourne players after the game in Tassie, and you could see the steam coming off the Sean Higgins looked like he was baking a roast inside his body. Uh, resident North Melbourne show, fucking hell. Yeah, he cooked that, 
the show's resident North Melbourne fan, Jared, yep. sent me a message being like, you need to watch the footage of uh, Sean Higgins baking after the game. <laughs> and I did. He's cooked. He's Cameron Ling levels of cooked. Bloody hell. It's like, it is literally like taking a roast out of the oven and all the steam coming off it. What, he, what he happened? Was, it was just because it was so cold. And he was, and so, he was hot. so hot. Well, I mean, it was cold at Ballarat. I noticed they had a bit of a makeshift lighting setup. Did you guys see They this? always do. But they don't have like proper light towers there. So this was like, it, it was weird. They talked about um, some of the players said that they, they couldn't really see the ball properly. Ken Hinckley from the coach's box said he couldn't really see it later in the game. And um, they, they, reckon- need, they need to play that. If they're going to play yeah. in Ballarat in winter. They start at 3.20, yeah? Yeah. They want to start at 1 o'clock. It needs to be the 1.45. The problem is the reason they're putting it in at 3.20. The reason they're putting it at 3.20 is they want the free-to-air TV rights. Yeah, but if they want to do that, then the AFL need to invest in light towers. Yeah, 100%. Because the players couldn't see. Yeah. And it just kind of looked a bit tacky. Um, It was was subpar lighting. bit like uh, the game after that where a team just didn't really turn up. Subpar lighting, subpar Fremantle Dockers? So you, I think so. Hawthorne feasted on them like a team full of vampires who don't give two shits about no, garlic bread. Fucking hell. Fucking hell. Uh, they talk- were like, Although- Hawthorne got there, looked at Fremantle and went, do you want to toy with them for the first quarter where they think they're in it? Yeah. And then we'll just murder them? Yeah, all right. And then they didn't do that. They kicked the first two goals of the game before Frio had a possession. Yeah. I have heard some people look at this score and go, oh, this is good. The Hawks are a big chance now. They're back. But Brisbane smashed Freo by the same margin. Yeah. And Brisbane are Freo are garbage. Freo, yeah. if Freo you are not a good team. If no. we need a percentage booster in a few weeks' time, I'm looking forward to Freo in Geelong. Freo are annoying oh. in that way, though, because they're so, such a defensive team. It, it, they are a hard team to get a percentage booster. Like, you can. Like, Did you see this score? Oh, no, fuck. No, no I you, didn't look. You, Sorry. Fucking hell, douche. Look, this is a professional podcast. No, but if you get on the end of... I know what you're saying. If you get on like the end of... Like what happened with Essendon. Yeah. Freo have to sometimes give you that opening. They have to be like, oh, no, we, we think we're in it at the start. We're going to... Because it was like five goals to three in the first quarter. So they weren't like locked down defensive. But when, when Garlic Boy gets locked down, it's hard to get a percentage. How many, how many premierships has Ross Lyon won as a Garlic Boy? With this strategy, I'm just well. He's, he's been, played in a lot of grand, grand finals. Finals as he coached. He's so played surely three, three grand finals as a coach, and I think he's uh, no four grand finals. Four as grand a coach. finals. So surely he's got you know at least maybe one, two, three, something like that. I don't know. Never, never, never. Oh, he's lost like- to a team usually that has a better scoring power than he does. <laughs> what a shock! Uh, also, uh, Essence the first team to score more than 100 points against Sydney this year. That's a really um, since big like result. round seven last year. If if they're it not cooked, huge. that's a true indication of how cooked Sydney are. Um, do you know what? I guess time for some profit calls because there's nothing more to say about those games. Do we agree? Yeah, no, I agree. Dusha looks like you're having a stroke. I just want to massive game on Friday night. <laughs> huge, Tom. It's huge. Boys. It's redemption time for you Boys. for last year's final. No, not even for that. Are you going to this game? I actually can't. Jesus. Yeah, I'm gonna have to watch it on TV. Oh. Are you gonna? Can you confirm you will be standing up? Oh yes, I can confirm. It's easy to stand up at home. It is. Like, let's be honest. Yeah, but I will. We talked this. about this. You can have like a whole quarter stand. Yeah, I, I've I, done, I, I know. I've well. done it so many times. I, 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 yeah, I just can't go to this one. I can go to the Hawthorne one in a week. Yeah, and I will be standing for that one. Yep. Um, but no, this this one massive. Just want to point out a couple of fun little stats. Yeah. So. Teams that have got close to Richmond this year. Oh, it's Richmond v Geelong on Friday night, by yeah, the way. Yeah, by the way. Yeah. Uh, if you couldn't tell by my arrogance. At the ECG. Um, Sydney, I think, got within 13, 13 points of them. Yep. Geelong got within 18. 
Yep. They're the two closest. Chris Scott in his press conference last Is week. They're the closest. They're the two closest teams that have got that have got anywhere Fuck. near Richmond this year. Jesus, that's the closest losses they've had. Thirteen and eighteen. So. Chris Scott in his press conference this week said, I'm in a camp, and there's not too many of us in this camp, that thinks that Richmond can be beaten. Oh, is he saying, if it bleeds, we can kill it. <laughs> and I reckon, you know, you know his... what's going to happen this week, boys? Oh, you missed the best part of his quote. Which was? Oh, he's just like, I'm in the camp that believes that Richmond I... can be beaten, and why not us? Oh, <laughs> I tell you what, you know what's going to happen on about Thursday, just before the game? He's going to have a bit of nerves. just wants to really hone it in. He's going to pick up that phone. Oh, and after coaching, play, being involved in his 400th game as a player and a coach, he'll be thinking back to those good old days. He's going to call Lethal Lee Matthews. Oh, oh. And they're going to have a two-hour chat. Oh. And then the Cats are going to steamroll the Tigers. Tom Hawkins is going to kick five. Oh. Well, how about you lost to them by 18 last yep. time. Uh, what round was that? Uh, round 10 or 11. All right. Uh, I just want to check something real quick. Uh, I think Hawkins uh, kicked two or three. So Tom Hawkins kicked two or three? Yep. So he's kicked seven for the last two weeks. So he kicked seven again this week. Should win comfortably by 24 points. Oh, oh. shit. <laughs> anyway, bring it on. Bring it on. Um, I will be tipping Geelong because I think it's time. I think it's time. I think that- the, Someone needs to knock I think off. someone's going to knock the champ someone's off. Got to, someone's got to be the Bulldogs in 2000. You know what? Here's another profit call. Oh. Geelong to beat Richmond. Richmond to lose confidence all of a sudden. They can be beaten at the MCG. Oh, oh! Can I say? Imagine if, imagine if Geelong were the team to do it, and then Richmond had to play them in the finals at the G. Do you know what else will happen? Geelong beat Richmond this week. In uh, then they've, they've got Gold Coast at Metricon, whatever. They'll pro- they'll probably win that. Oh, sweet! They can win overseas, uh, interstate. Sick. I might as well be fucking overseas for Richmond. Anyway, <laughs> what would be funny if they didn't win? Round twenty two. Oh, Richmond are, are like, oh, back at back of the G. Fuck, we can be beaten there. Oh, what's this? The other team? Oh, it's a fucking freight train. It's <laughs> and then we beat them. Richmond then all of a sudden go into the final shitting themselves. Can I make a profit call? Gary Ablett. Yep. 30 and 3. Oh. Yeah. He's going to lift. You're, you're going to fucking do two ACLs if that happens. I'm, I'll, I'll do four. I don't even, <laughs> I'll find someone else's ACLs to prop me up and I'll do them too. <laughs> Oh, this! Oh, it's one of the games of the year. It is now. So is ex- the next one. Four. Next one, fucking a battle for the f- potentially a spot in the finals. Hawthorne v Essendon. The line in the sand. Fuck. Do you know what? Do you know what? What? So you said before that they're vampires, Sean. <laughs> Just say no respect for anyone. Yeah. I don't know about you, but. I don't reckon a vampire would survive after being hit by a fucking train. <laughs> <laughs> if Hawthorne are a team of vampires, Essendon's the fucking sun. <laughs> oh, it's, yeah, it's... <sighs> Bombers by three goals. One thing that I'm quite confident about with this game, like, I'm obviously I'm not like, I'm not like, oh, Essendon have got this in the bag. This is like the last couple of weeks. I'm like, oh, I'm tipping Essendon, but not... Oh, jeez, guys. <laughs> I'm shitting myself. Well, that train's going pretty fast and there's no fucking brakes. You're making the finals or you're going to die trying. Yes. <laughs> we are such a fast team. And Bombers. Hawthorne are not. Yeah. So there is a chance that we can just blow this. Like, if Smith, Saad, fucking Tipper, they're all in the top of the game and just like at full force. 
Hawthorne might have trouble keeping up. Jesus, I believe. I think I think uh, Bombers by four goals. I still can't believe Essendon are eight and two from the last ten. Yeah, and we have not had an easy draw. It no, could be, could be an Essendon Giants grand final on on form at the moment. <laughs> or go Bombers. Huge. Yeah, I'm tipping Essendon as well. Essendon by. I want them to win by like three or four goals. Yeah, just so you can, you can relax a bit with a minute to go. Yeah, <laughs> unclench. Yeah. <laughs> Brisbane, big game. Oh, have we got three in a row? For, so we'll know very early on if we have the Trinity this week. Chances are high because we're at the Gabatoir. Oh, against North Melbourne, against a team North that had been fading up until last week, and maybe look beating beating a top four side by forty points can. I mean, can really cook the team. North going to Queensland doesn't work. They didn't want to go there ten years ago. They're certainly not going to enjoy going there now. <laughs> oh, shit. Eric Hipwood's had a quiet couple of weeks. He might be ready to explode. I don't know. I just think. Also, for me, I haven't watched. I haven't been able to watch Brisbane the last two weeks. Yep. So it's going to be a big fucking comeback this week. I'm going to watch every minute. I'm going to love it. And Brisbane are going to win by four goals. Andrews will smash Brown. He'll feel bad about conceding so many goals to Hawkins. He will. He's a proud boy, Harris Andrews. Uh, do you know what I'm looking forward to in this game? Yep. Magic door on Eric Hipwood. Just the athleticism from both of them. I don't know if that's the matchup that they'll go with. You reckon Dawe will go to like... I think Dawe might take McStay or something. Okay, yeah. Just because... I oh, know, Scotty Thompson like probably Physically, Dawe would just ragdoll Hipwood. Yeah, but he's got the athleticism. That's what I mean. So... That'd I, be a really interesting matchup, though. You're right. Mm. I just want... Yeah. Hipwood had that really... When we were winning, he had that patch where he was like, fuck, what if he kicks like 40 goals? Didn't he's even stuck know he on there. something in the 30s. So, let's see how he goes in the last month. Didn't know he was there. Nah. Still going to have a couple of days like that. Yeah. But, uh, he, he's he's going to be awesome. Um, Brisbane will roar again this week, I think. And then that takes I wanna, us to I a believe, huge But it's going to be game. close, Sean. I can only get him in by seven points. Good boy. I, You'll be it. back in north. No, nah, fuck it. I'll tip Brisbane up by four and footy tips. Oh! <laughs> Boys, I really think... The uh, the toast Trinity, Trinity is, on. is on this week. The toast Trinity, the roast, roast, fuck. The what did I say? Trinity? What did I say? You said the oh, toast Trinity. Look how shell shocked and conditioned I am. <laughs> toast. Oh, it's okay, son. We're gonna uh, have shit. The roast Trinity. Fuck. And this would be a fucking huge week for all the roasts. Like fucking enormous. Actually, it will be amazing because it would be Joel Douche's farewell. No, I'm I'm here for one week after. Oh, you got one more. I got one more. No, oh, I cooked it. it went early. So no, right, we'll, it's all right. We'll, we'll double got... up. We'll have roast next week. Well, it'd be hard to squeeze in a roast before I leave after next round. That's but, true. Uh, eat it on air. Eat it on air. <laughs> Record it live from our local rotisserie. Just Terrence will cook it for us while we're recording. Uh, I mean, he made the offer a lot. <laughs> like almost to an uncomfortable level. <laughs> I like to imagine like every time you see him, like, hey, dad, he's like, oh, when are the boys coming over for a roast? Like, I missed you too, dad. <laughs> well, I mean... Not everyone's team one, Dad, so we can't have it. Oh, but when they do, oh. which will be this weekend. Boys, the next game is the showdown. And this is huge because Adelaide are still mathematically possible. Mathematically possible. So they're going to want to go into this game and kill Port Adelaide. And form doesn't matter. So Port's bad form doesn't matter and neither does Adelaide's. Start again. This is a tough one because I hate both clubs. Yeah. I want I hate Adelaide, Adelaide to win. More than I, hate Port. I want Adelaide to win because I want Port to miss the finals. Well, yeah, because if uh, Adelaide win, they will probably still miss the finals, and Port could miss the finals. So, if Port win this, that's thirteen wins and an alright percentage. They should make finals. No, their last their last four are still really hard, though. 
They're tough, but 13 should nearly get them I reckon 14 is going to be it. Such a weird year. Normally, it's 12 and you're in. Mm. There's news where it's been like 10 and you sneak in. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, I'm going Port by two goals. Yeah, I think I'll probably take Port. That's a high margin for a showdown. Which is ridiculous, but... Yes, but I think... What, when you, I say what two, were you saying last time? What's the average? The average is like three points. Um, I think, yeah, most of them, are just, I think nearly all of them bar like two have been decided by less than nine points. And that's across, what, 27, 28 yeah. games. That's, it's absurd. There's been a couple of blowouts on both sides. This is game of the round for anyone who wants to watch one game, probably. <sighs> well, I don't know. Geelong I mean, Richmond. this is an awesome round. Yeah. I've been starved of footy. I'm going to watch as many games as I can this week. Well, you can, might want to skip this next Actually, one. Actually, I can probably skip Sunday. Uh, and also Saturday night, Saturday night blockbuster at Etihad where St Kilda take on Western Bulldogs. Surely that's not the free to air game. Oh, it will be. Are you? No, nah, it'll be Sydney Collingwood. Surely. Oh no, it will be actually. Yeah. Um. So St Kilda by Whoa. a point. They'll have a point to prove, and they'll prove that point. Um. Yeah, I reckon. I reckon dogs will win because they they also have a point to point to prove that they can still win games. Then another probably fucking huge game, uh, Saturday night, Sydney Swans take on Collingwood at the SCG. Fuck. Collingwood historically play very well in Sydney. Yeah. And yep. they're going to want to win this to try and really cement like a top four spot. Yeah. Which well, I think they've probably got in the bag. The only thing working against them is that- Oh, no. Sydney are ninth. Do you think they? top four's in the bag for Collingwood? No. No, that's, no, no. that's too tight. No, I, I think- it, I If, think if they win tonight, it helps- yeah, probably if if they beat win. Sydney, I would be willing to say they'll finish. I was going to say that is what I said. Oh, probably- sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck up. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So you guys, uh, shut your fucking yeah, well, mouths. Oh, Tom, we, uh, we fucked up good. Yeah, no. Um, I, um, just to reiterate, and uh, for everyone listening at home, I might actually be wrong here misquoting myself from two minutes ago. <laughs> Colin would want to win this to really cement their place in the yes, top four. Yes, correct. I hope you're wrong. <laughs> I- I'm like, no, nah, these cunts are definitely going to finish top four regardless of this result, regardless of any result. Collingwood for the flag. No, I don't. I don't believe that for a moment. I think this, they'll shit themselves. This is still a hard game to pick. Um, but no, because but Sydney no, it makes should it come out firing. No, if, no, but it makes if it they easier. stand for anything, Tom. Oh, but they don't. Oh, all right. Then. They stand about as much as I do. Oh, um, oh fuck! So a bit of recent. Yeah, a bit of recent. No, no. but actually, the, do you know what I've done, boys? That means I <laughs> lose because they're tired. No, do you know? What, you know? You know what I've done? What have you done? I've had to get my standing power from someone. Whoa! I'm a standing <laughs> leech. I've leached the standing powers from Sydney and put it in my own legs. Um, calling it a win Tune because uh, Sydney are ninth, head. and technically they can beat teams that aren't in the top eight. Whoa! All right, it's, uh, it's, whoa, Jesus! Sunday's games are rubbish. Carlton take on GWS. GWS. Eddie had GWS, GWS. A win. Melbourne take on Gold Coast. Melbourne win. Melbourne. Can I make a profit call about the Giants versus Carlton? What? Toby Green will kick more points like his, his total score will beat Carlton Whoa, that's, that's huge a, uh, Melbourne will beat Gold Coast at the MCG and yep. West Coast and Frio for the whatever the battle of the West Derby. is the uh, do you know they've they've settled on a medal it's the Glendinning oh, yeah. Allen medal so it's the two inaugural captains of both clubs in their first year which you know what I'm okay with that it's better than them like not doing a medal and West Coast being like fuck you then we'll just do our own medal like yeah. in the change rooms later yeah, that was weird. Ridiculous. Fucking what a weird. So, yeah, uh, West Coast will bounce back. And yeah, West yeah, Coast will win. Kennedy West Coast. come back in, kick six. Yeah. Agreed. In the first half. <laughs> Ten for the game. No, he'll kick 13. He'll kick another seven. <laughs> Anthony Hudson will die again. Rest in peace. There's our proper course. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, Dusha, how many emails we got? Well, Tom, as per last week... And as per the form that Essen's been showing, emails have come home like a fucking freight train. <laughs> In fact, whilst we were recording this episode, we got another three. <laughs> so. Jesus. Yeah. People really saved that for the last minute. Anyway, um, <laughs> so I'll read a couple, but I've got a great idea. I reckon we do a mailbag episode. We'll release yep. it tomorrow. Yep. Done. Uh, we'll start with this one from James Perkins. Uh, which actually goes on what something we've just spoke about, the metal. On the your dark. Perko. That's a shit nickname. I'm so sorry <laughs> I gave that to you. Jimbo. Kieran. Let's hear it, Jimbo. Hey, Kieran. <laughs> KP. Kevin Peterson. <laughs> That's a leap and a leap. Yeah, I keep going. Anyway, James Perkins says, G'day, boys. Love the show. Early in the year, Carno said that if the WA showdown metal isn't changed to the Glenn Dinnings Pavlich medal, he would give up his house. With the news last week that the Glending medal would be changed to include the inaugural Fremantle captain, Ben Allen, I was wondering when Connie will hand over the keys to his castle. <laughs> Did I actually say that? Apparently. Fucking prove it. <laughs> There's Probably no doesn't. way that you could prove that. <laughs> it's not like you said it on like a record or anything. I don't remember that. But... Keep up the good work, lads. <laughs> James. P.S. Tomahawk for the Coleman. Go Cats. Oh, yeah, yes. Good, good boy. Love you, James. All right. I'm lukewarm, but well done. <laughs> Cause well, yeah, because you're outside. You don't it's have a fucking true. house I'm anymore. It's cold. Look. We'll end on this email just because it ends with an interesting question. It's something that I touched on before a little bit. Um, Is it freight trains and how quickly they move? No, but it's it could be freight trains and how quickly our predictions for the top eight this year change. All right. That's a very, very, very strenuous link there. Go for it. I tried my best. Anyway, Sam F says, hey, guys, from Scotland, first year following the AFL, decided to pick a mid-table team from last year to support to make things interesting and love the city, so chose Melbourne. However, I've been disheartened over the season with the seemingly constant bashing of the demons. Please, <laughs> give them a break. Please. They don't, they don't give us a choice. Yeah, they don't deserve a break. And then Sam, uh, <laughs> that's rough. No, no, they, they took a break instead of having a preseason camp <laughs> at holiday. I was going to say they took a break in the fourth quarter against Geelong. And the th- Well, no, they're true. Look, Melbourne love to take a break. Sadly, it seems to be a quarter each week. But I'll say this, like, Maxi Gorn's great. Clayton Oliver's having an awesome year. Yeah, good on him. 
If they do well in finals, like they're an easy team to just like make fun of because they fade, but like yeah. they're not. It's like Richmond a couple of years ago, and look where Richmond are now. Yeah, and it's also also Melbourne. It's a little bit different because like we don't bash them the same way that we bash Adelaide, who are a heartless team of shitheads. Yeah, true. Yeah, where Melbourne, like I got no issue with them really, except for like they just they just love cooking. They have it. the word heart in their theme mm. song. Yeah. And Sam, if you're a first time follower this year. Something that also adds to the teasing of Melbourne is Melbourne missed out on the finals last year by percentage, but they were so confident they were going to make finals that they accidentally set up an auto mailing service to send to their members, getting to buy finals tickets. Even after they lost the finals, they didn't cancel that. So the members were greeted on Monday morning after a heartbreak with an email that says, buy your finals tickets now, support Melbourne, basically. And we called Geelong arrogant. Oh. <laughs> So the thing about Melbourne too is there's that history of like, oh, you know, they've gone to the snow because they're not at the footy. Yeah. Because they're shit. Yeah. Um, the last year Melbourne went good was probably 2000 and uh, then they were met by a freight train accident. <laughs> but good luck to them. Yeah. yeah. That, like, and to you. And to you, Sam. Uh, you picked the best bloke in the AFL to get around. Yeah. Maxi Gorn. That's true. Sam also ends the email with uh, also wondering what your predicted top eight by the end of this season is. Kind regards, Sam. Just get me a ladder predictor yeah, out I was playing with uh, during the week. All right, let's have a gander. Uh, so, I think ladder predictor. This is round 19's predictions. Richmond will be top. Yep. I think it, West Coast will be second. So, he wants round 19 predictions. Well, I mean, what our predictions are now. Like, is, yeah. <laughs> well, no, do I, I'm going to go. Are, I'm going to tell around... him what my, what my final eight is going into the finals. Well, yeah, yeah no, that's yeah, what he's it, asking. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Okay, good then. <laughs> Fuck, I don't understand. How the fuck did I do that? Jesus. I've got Geelong finishing first. No, I don't. I've, it's weirder. All right. No, no, no. Read what you've got. So Tom's put up his ladder predictor. Not sure what he's done here. What is it? I don't want any edits. Just fucking give it to me. Richmond one. Yep. Collingwood two. Yep. West Coast three. Yep. Ge- Geelong four. Yep. GWS five. Yep. Melbourne six. Yep. Port seven. Essendon eight. Yes. <laughs> I actually did one earlier as well. I think I might have done this a couple of weeks ago, but um, I stand by it. And I've got Hawthorne missing with 13. Ooh. I've got Richmond one, Geelong second. Jesus. <laughs> this is this your list from the start of the no, year? No, this is a few weeks ago, I think. Collingwood third, West Coast fourth, Melbourne fifth, hmm. Essendon sixth with 14 wins. They must win every game, I think. GWS seventh, Hawthorne eighth, Port Missing out with 13 wins. <laughs> wow. Cop that, Ken. <laughs> still angry about it. I still can't get over how much of a TC he is. He's a piece of shit. That Fitzroy story has shook me to the fucking core. Biggest TC in the history of the game. Fuck, imagine cracking the shit so hard. Like, nah, fuck this club and fuck Ava. I'm sitting out for the rest of the Don't select me. Yep. No heart. Cockhead. <laughs> I'm going to go, <clears throat> and I haven't done a lot of predictors, so I'm just doing this on the fly. Richmond won. I think Collingwood would have sneak into second. I think West Ooh. Coast would drop to third. Yeah, no, I can get behind that. Uh, then this is a tough one. Geelong four? Like, but that's... It's a, oh, no, actually, yeah, no, Geelong four. They've got a huge percentage, and I always forget that. Fourth is wide open. Yeah. yeah. Fourth to eighth could literally be anyone. If we beat Richmond, we can finish fourth. Fuck, and- there's a chance, like, based on how fucked it is, Essendon could not only just sneak into the finals, fucking sneak into the top four. If they beat Richmond... Yeah. Yeah, if you win every game and gain a big percentage, and yeah. teams ahead of you fall over. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I, no part of me thinks that will happen, no. but but it's, you know, yeah, it's it is there. legitimately possible. Um, what did I just say? Yeah, Geelong four. Oh, 
GWS. Oh, actually, no, GWS five. I fuck it. GWS four. Geelong five. Oh, now I'm going to change my ladder just because of uh, a final that I want. Then I'll go Melbourne six, North seven, Essendon eighth. <laughs> but you'll finish higher than eighth. Yeah, no, I, I think reckon. we'll finish six or seven. I honestly, I think Port will miss, and Melbourne are very shaky. Hawthorne are a risk. Swans won't make it, but I just think that North are a huge chance based North, on the draw they have. North and North have a great draw, and also like if this big win against West Coast steadies them, I'm and just have a look what shakes. I put North as. If I got them losing any games, because I might, and that's probably wrong. I mean, they're going to lose to Brisbane. Well, I think if that they, could destroy their their chances. Uh, I think that's what I've got. I've got them losing to Brisbane, and therefore they don't make it. Yeah, if they lose to Brisbane, they're done. Like they could still be a mathematical possibility, but they won't make it just because they'll that that'll just be their confidence fucking shot. Mm. Not that I think that Brisbane are a walkover. It's just that yeah. they're like, oh, fuck, we can't beat. Well, yeah, we want to be a finals contender, but we couldn't beat the 16th place yeah. team. Yeah. It'd be like if Essendon lose to St. Kilda. Like, yeah, we could still make the finals, but fuck. Round. Even if, even if North be- win every game, the loss to Brisbane is costly. Oh, 100%. <sighs> if North win 13, I think they'll miss. So they have to win every game, and they, they very well could, based on what we saw on the fuck. weekend. These ladder predictors have got me real excited and I'm real fired up for footy and I'm real fired up for finals footy and I'm not fired up to get on that fucking plane. But I'm excited for the UK tour. Uh, if you haven't already bought your tickets, sandspensradio.com forward slash live. Don't fucking plug your other shows on the network that no, we're no, no, also no, no. on. I'll allow it. Okay. Hey, <laughs> also, I edit this fucking show. I'll edit it in twice. <laughs> just Every time I speak, you'll just put that in. But I'm excited it. for the UK tour. Uh, if you haven't already bought your tickets, sandspensradio.com forward slash live. It's yeah. Dead. Well, um, you know, Tom and I, we're not you know, going to the UK, but we'll be, um, we'll be here talking about how good footy is. Yeah, um, for all that time. Um, yeah. We're a actually... special guest. Is it, Tom, is it fair to say? Yeah. Is Dusha a TCing against the show? Um, look, I didn't want to go early. Mm. He is. Yeah. Yeah. As big as Ken Hinckley. Well, no. Jeez. <laughs> no, no. He's um, fucking I'm, steady on. I'm very sorry. He's Hunt. as big as um, <laughs> he's. Do you know he's he's probably as big as Lockie Henderson going. I don't want to play for Carlton anymore. I want to finish early. You know what? Oh. Going on tour. Do you know what this actually feels like? What feels like when uh, old mate Gaz went to the Gold Coast? Because you'll be coming back for the grand final. <laughs> <laughs> this is exactly what it's like. Um, that's what's happened. Yeah, you checked out early and you're coming back for a premiership. Yep. <laughs> and a fucking S- Joel Dusha, son of God. <laughs> Well, my uh, just putting it out there. Initials are well. Ex- my first two initials are JC. <laughs> I was gonna be like, your initials are JD. His name's not Jesus Dreist. <laughs> um, if you it- think the doucher is son of God or TC, he's either JC or TC. Uh, you can send us an email and let us know that at howgoodsfooty at gmail dot com, or you can tweet us at howgoodsfooty, or you can tweet us individually. I'm at awkward trade. I'm at sidekick of Dowie. I'm at douche thirteen. Go cats. Go, Eric Hipwood. Look out for that fucking finals train, boys. Two, two, <laughs> fucking Essendon's coming for you. Uh, also, just a heads up, we're recording the mailbag episode now. So if you email us after hearing this episode, it won't be read out in the mailbag, but we'll read it the next week. Bye. Bye.